Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Thanks for joining us. Decided to open up the phone lines today for your recommendations for books. People doing Christmas, uh, you know, gift giving. Books are great gifts. Uh, my wife, Sally, and I have been married, what is it now, 40, uh, 45 years? Um, we are uh, have a habit, or a tradition, I guess you'd call it, of her giving me every Christmas uh, some sort of memoir or biography. Uh, it's, meant, it's meant to build, you know, get me thinking outside of myself and look at the lives of other men and women. I think I've told you this story before. One year she gave me, for, for her her memoir book at Christmas time, she gave me the uh, <laughs> the memoir of Seabiscuit, the racehorse. And I was wondering, what am I supposed to learn? Have I stooped so low that I have to look to horses uh, to develop virtue and character? But... Uh, Great book, by the way. Lauren Hildebrand wrote it. Uh, we've had her on this program a long time ago. It's been a while. But that was a, a wonderful book. She went on to write the, the great book Unbroken, which told the story of Louis, uh, the late Louis Zamperini. Uh, okay. The number again is one 573 7825 That's one Five seven three seven eight two five. We're going to go to the calls just a moment here. I want to just lay out a little bit more because I, I one thing one one ground rule is uh, we already assume that the scriptures and the catechism are life changing books for people. So we're kind of taking those off the shelf, right? That's they're fine and no big deal. We know what they are. Everybody agrees that the scriptures and the catechism are foundational. So set those aside. But, uh, you know, sometimes books provoke a major conversion. You know, sometimes they provoke just a turning, a changing of the mind. Sometimes they force repentance. I remember Chuck Colson, the late uh, Charles Colson, who had the reputation of, quote, Nixon's hatchet man. Uh, When he wrote his spiritual memoir, Born Again, he describes the moment when he was reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity and how his own pride uh, stood before him as a besetting sin. Colston repented, uh, went on to serve time in prison, and then spend the rest of his life serving time with prisoners rather than time in prison. He started Prison Fellowship, still operating today, highly respected as a prison ministry. When I lost my leg in 2003, I wasn't short of books, but at that time, I think I had about 25,000 books in my personal library. And yet, my best friend, Dave Hopkemeyer, gave me a copy of a Benedictine monk's Reflections on Suffering. The monk was Dom Hubert von Zeller. The book was called Suffering in Other Words. You know, it was the single most helpful book uh, for, for me, during that period after I lost my leg, it helped me understand the problems I was having in, with prayer in the midst of suffering. Uh, and I've talked about the book quite a bit because it's not as well known as it should be. But, I mean, think about that. Yeah, there were plenty of books that I already had. But Dave gave me this book, and it made a huge difference in my life. In fact, I was eventually asked to write a foreword to a new edition of the book that was put out by Ave Maria Press. Uh, they retitled it. It's called The Mystery of Suffering. 
And again, that was a book that wasn't so much a major conversion or, you know, mind change or paradigm shift. And that was a book that just helped me get over a particular hurdle in my prayer life. Uh, all right, the number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll go to Dan in Farmington Hills listening on Ave Maria Radio. Dan, good to have you with me. Thanks, Al. Good to be with you. Thanks. Give me a book. To Advent, the audience, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. Hey, and my to you. book. My book is uh, maybe I, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. It's called Architects of the Culture of Death. Yep, I've got it sitting on my shelf at home in my li- my library. Not the big big library, but the my office library. It's an outstanding Have you book. Read it? Yeah. yeah in it, fact, it Ben. Yeah, yeah. No, Ben Weicker was on the program a few times when it was first oh, was he? published. I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. It's a while back now. It's a great. I've got book. a young fellow. We've got a young adults uh, group uh, in our parish, and they're vibrant, wonderful people. And one of them's a big reader. Yeah. And he and he gives me books, and I give. He's a big reader, so we we, we scratch books back and forth. He gave this book to me about two or three months ago, and he knew that this would resonate with me, and I think it will resonate with you. Yeah. He says, this comes highly, highly, highly recommended by Father John Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that intrigued me. Yeah. And I couldn't put it down. Now, uh, it, it's a profile. It profiles all of these men and women. Uh, um, of the choir here and your, your audience. But we all get flabbergasted, exasperated. Uh, our heads are spinning. And how did we get right. where we're at in this culture? Yeah. Where did this come from? The things that are going on in our culture 50, 60, 70 years ago were not even mentionable. And now they're celebrated and Mm -hmm. rammed down our throat. Yeah. Uh, And and you say, well, where where did this all come from? This book takes you to school on where it came from. Yep. Uh, It has profiles of very influential uh, thinkers, uh, academics, and it demonstrates how the culture of death worked in their lives and how they became, quote, architects of the culture of death. Uh, I remember the profile of Margaret Mead that's in there. It was very, uh, very helpful for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, thanks. When I was in college back in the 60s, she was a pop culture icon. She was. Everybody respected as this great knowledgeable, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it to your readers. I've given out several copies to family and friends, and uh, it's just a great book. Great read. Very enlightening. Yep. Great recommendation. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, Al. Good talking to you. The number again is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll go to uh, Edie in Goshen, Indiana. Good to have you with me, Edie. Hello. Hi, Edie. You're on the air. Hello, Edie? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. This is Edie from Goshen, Indiana. Yes. And I'd like to recommend Is Atheism Dead by Eric Metaskis. Yes. A fairly new book came out just recently. And Eric is picking up on the old God is Dead cover, or Is God Dead cover, from uh, Time Magazine back, I think, 1966 or so. Um, Right. And it's a very good summary of popular, you know, apologetics right now. Um, what, what did you like about it? Was, it? I thought it was an excellent way to enable us to effectively communicate 
that science has now proven that the theory of evolution is dead mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just totally dumb, um, that the Big Bang Theory actually works in our favor mm-hmm. uh, as far as um, sharing Christianity, and uh, because the world isn't old enough for the theory of evolution to work, uh, and uh, just uh, from a scientific point of view, it, it gives you the ammunition to share with those who have those kinds of objections to Christianity that uh, science now has proven that there has to be a higher power, mm-hmm. um, a mind behind the universe. He's, and uh, it does so really effectively. Yeah, he's, very good. he's a very good writer, and uh, he spends a lot of time on the, what's called the fine-tuning argument, um, how, yes. how the Earth, uh, what the, how improbable it was that uh, the Earth would be a life-affirming planet, and uh, it took uh, anybody reading this is going to come to the conclusion that the uh, the life-affirming properties of Earth can't simply be uh, a matter of uh, chaos or random chance. There had to be some kind of intelligent design uh, present there. And he also, yes, and if we were any closer to the sun or the the moon were. At any different distance from us, yeah. we could not exist on this planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. That's one of the reasons some uh, uh, astrophysicists have called the Earth the privileged planet uh, because of that, uh, that remarkable convergence of conditions that make life possible here. Well, thanks so much, uh, Edie. Good talking with you. Merry Christmas. And to you. We'll continue at one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We're doing something. We do this about once a year, maybe twice a year, but we try to always do it near Christmas and often near summer as well. And that is make a, a book recommendation because many of us will give books. Uh, as Christmas gifts, and it's good to hear from others, uh, you know, have, who share uh, this program together. And so we, a lot of us, have common experiences listening to the men and women who uh, I interview and the commentaries that come up. So let's make a recommendation: one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We're going to Michael in Omaha, listening on KVSS Spirit Catholic Radio. You're up, Michael. Hey, good afternoon, Al. Thanks for, my, thanks for your time. Yeah. Um, so, nonfiction, uh, it's got to be Sheldon Van Augen's A Severe Mercy. Yes. Um, it is, he was a, a protege of C.S. Lewis at Oxford mm-hmm. and um, uh, was a pen pal with him from the States. He taught in the States, and it's his conversion from a high Anglicanism into just a fuller Christianity and Catholicism combined with the struggle of, of the grief of losing his wife, it is an absolutely tremendous memoir that I couldn't recommend more highly. I mean, I just, as a nonfiction, yeah. uh, can I throw a fiction at you, too, just for bonus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by all means. And, and let, me, let me just uh, echo, let me echo what you said about Severe, uh, severe Mercy. Uh, Sheldon Van Alken's a wonderful writer, too, and it's a heartfelt memoir 
of his uh, wife's uh, suffering and passing. So, yes, uh, uh, recommended as well. And the beauty and the grace that they experience as a couple through it, it's absolutely moving. Um, and then uh, the, the fiction would be Michael O'Brien. Of course, so much of what he writes is fantastic, but Island of the World is an absolutely phenomenal work of fiction that's an epic kind of biopic-type tale that you know, gives yeah. you a full appreciation of the suffering of, of souls that went through the Eastern Bloc and communism. Uh, uh, absolutely phenomenal. So, so but there you go. Michael so, O'Brien, uh, Island of the World, was it? Yes, sir. Oh, very you good. Betcha. We've got it on the list. Thanks, Michael. The number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. And what we're doing is opening the phone lines and asking you for a recommendation. A book recommendation that listeners can pick up and enjoy. Uh, we like to share things. Christmas time is a great time to give a little bit of ourselves to others, and books are a wonderful way to do that. So, some a book that you delight in, are thrilled by, uh, are, that makes you ponder. Give us a call one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. We do have phone lines available, so let's hear from you at 1-877-573-7825. That's 1-877-573-7825. It's our, uh, we do this near Christmas. We uh, just recommend books for one another. It's People buy books for, as gifts. It's a great time to just kind of stretch stretch our own uh, uh, experience. And so I'm asking you to just share with all of us a book that you would recommend, or, or more, you can do more than one. Um, again, I said earlier, the scriptures in the catechism are presupposed. We assume those already, so that we've kind of taken those off the table. Uh, but uh, love to hear from you. The number again is one eight seven seven. Five seven three seven eight two five, and let's go to um, looks like Haven in New Haven, Connecticut. Haven, good to have you here. Hi there. Hi, listening hey, on Sirius one thirty. So yeah, it's my hometown. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, I was born. Yeah, I was born there in New Haven. Being, uh, being named Haven in New Haven. Yeah. <laughs> for grad school. Um. So the book I would love to recommend, my favorite book of the year, is called The Christian Imagination uh-huh. by Dr. Willing Jennings. Yep. And through sort of five story-based vignettes, it tells kind of the, the, the history and the sweep of how Christianity moved around the world. And I think it's got just a lot to say to some of the most pressing justice issues today around ecology and race and labor. And it's just told so, like tenderly and beautifully by somebody mm-hmm. who really cares about the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, I I've heard very good things about it and it's really it's a chronicle of missed opportunities uh and the failure uh of the faith to shake itself free from uh you know in, uh, wrong forms mm-hmm. of enculturation. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I I've, I've heard people talk about it. And uh, I'll get my hands on it. Um, it. Yeah, 
Go ahead. Yeah, it really shook me in my boots. I just wanted to pass it along. I've been singing its praises. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you go now, but thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, Haven, thanks for calling. Good recommendation. Take care. 1-877-573-7825. We'll go to Anthony in London, Ontario. Uh, they're in Canada, listening on Sirius XM. Anthony, good to have you with me. one 7825. We'll go to Anthony in London, Ontario. Uh, they're in Canada listening on Sirius XM. Anthony, good to have you with me. Hey, Anthony, you need to turn down your radio. Yeah, you have to turn down your radio because there's a big delay. You there? You've got. Hi, Anthony, you there? Yeah, one more shot at this. All right, give us a call back, Anthony. Uh, we'll see, but you have to keep the radio down because it creates a delay, and so you're listening to what I'm saying five seconds, seven seconds earlier than when I say it, and so it creates this kind of start-stop problem. The number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let's go uh, here, Monica. Calling from the Ann Arbor area, Doctor Miller, how are you? I'm okay. I thought I'd hop on and, yeah. and give you a, a a recommendation. Please, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a Protestant friend of mine who has been doing Red Rose Rescues uh, with us, she put me onto a book. Uh, it's entitled "The Town That Started the Civil War," and it's absolutely fascinating. Hmm. Um, this is about Oberlin, Ohio. Yeah. So just about two hours away from us. And this is a chronicle of how the townspeople um, rallied to protect a runaway slave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran, he was a slave in Kentucky. He crossed into Ohio. And Oberlin was known to be a, a, a runaway Refuge. Yeah, very much influenced by the Finian revivals. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a very yeah. Christian town, and they started Oberlin College. Right. Um, as a as a Christian college, and the uh, the whole thing is is it, it, about defying the Fugitive Slave Act. Very good. Which mandated that if you knew about a slave that had run away, you were rec- you were required by government mandate. To report it, yeah. and and do what you could to actually uh, capture and return the slave back to his his owner, quote unquote. And and what's what's remarkable about the the story is how it so overlaps what we do in the pro life movement, <laughs> um, the defiance of the unjust law, right. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, making. Uh, you know, uh, living your life according to a higher law, God's standards of, of, of right and God's standards of justice, and then uh, being put on trial mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, d- defying the law. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a really good, very well-done book, and I, I was, I, I'd like to let people know about very it. Very good. Yeah, it's the, it's, uh, talks, really, it talks about a rescue movement. Uh, yes, <laughs> so. and that's exactly what they called themselves, rescuers. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly, yes. <laughs> I I have I've heard of the book. I have not read it, uh, and I am anxious to get my hands on it. It sounds fantastic. So yeah, it's a it's a good book, and and, and you and people who read it won't be disappointed. It's a good story. All right, Monica. Thanks. Yeah.
Thank you. We'll talk again. And I should, while I have uh, Dr. Miller on the phone, let me recommend her memoir, Abandoned, uh, The Untold Story of the Abortion Wars. It really is, uh, it's, it's it, I, the, in my estimation, it's the best uh, personalized overview of the abortion struggle. Uh, so I recommend that as well. Let me throw that in there. All right, the number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let's go to line six. Uh, Anthony's listening in Canada, and it's good to have you with me, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. You with me? Yeah. Hello, Al. Hi. Good to have you. Oh, good. First of all, I just wanted to say how much I thoroughly enjoy your program. I listen to it just about every evening. Well, thank you. And I've actually learned a lot about my Catholic faith by listening to your program, so I do thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I'm also a Grand Knight of our Council, and one of the books that we used during the year of St. Joseph was a special book of entrustment uh, by Father Goring. Yes, yes. I don't know him well, but I, I know of him, yes. It was a nine-day novena, and I think one of the things that was really good about it was the fact that we began to learn a lot more about St. Joseph than we had ever known before. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, because he was such a man of silence, but yet uh, uh, he, um, he played such a vital role in, yeah. the, in the redemption. Yeah. And uh, we circulated that book among our knights and... Uh, ask them to entrust their family. So it, it was a wonderful book, and I know that the year of St. Joseph is over now, but I still wanted to mention that that was one of the books that we found very helpful. That, no, very good. In uh, The title of it again? Um, it's uh, St. Joseph Entrustment. Uh, I, I can't actually remember the complete title, but it was... Uh, uh, the, the gentleman who answered the phone, he had the proper title. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll make sure it gets on the list then. And it's, and it's yeah, by I'm Father sorry. Mark Goring, so that's we've got That's that. correct. That is correct. It was yeah, a wonderful yeah. book. And, uh, Good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you. Okay, thank you, Al. Our number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. If you've just tuned in, uh, this is... We do this maybe twice a year, once as we go into the summer and right near Christmas. It's about books. It's about, uh, if you listen to this program, I assume that you have an appreciation uh, for books. And so I think uh, a lot of us, I like to give books uh, as Christmas gifts, and that's what we do. Uh, You know, a week or so before Christmas, we go over and recommend books to one another. 1-877-573-7825. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. By the way, a, a great list of books uh, so far. I mean, we're off to a wonderful start here. This is a really solid uh, bunch of recommendations. Let's go to Carol in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Excuse me. Hi, Carol. Hi, Al. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that my husband listened to you and got a book recommendation last year called The Angelic Letters. Okay, good. It was a seven-book, epic epic book, seven. Wow. And it came at the right time during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and it held my interest, and I've passed it on already. But that's not my recommendation. Okay. Today. What do you have I mean, for us? I would us? recommend that one. That one was a hard one to get into, but a hard one to put down. Uh, very Catholic in nature and its storytelling, so it was very good. But I'm recommending Pulp and the President. Oh, yeah, 
Paul's book, Paul Kengler. I did that because I borrowed it from a gentleman from our church, thinking that it might be of interest, but I got so involved in the storytelling (laughs) because it's part of my lifetime, but I was raising kids during most of that time and didn't know the history well. Right. And I was absolutely inspired by it. Yeah. I would read it a second time. Yeah. It is, it, you, you, you're right. I mean, this is a... I mean, scary and inspiring at the same time. Paul, Paul uh, discovered things uh, by, uh, by talking with those yeah. who were uh, very close to uh, uh, President uh, Reagan and also, of course, Reagan, to John Paul yeah. II. And yeah. uh, he's done outstanding research, uh, firsthand research on this. And you, in that book, you learn about uh, President Reagan's uh, really intrigue and fascination with Fatima. Um, there's yeah. just so much there that uh, it's, helps it's you understand cold. the Cold and War I, and I, its end. I'd like to take the time someday to read the footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> I like footnotes. Well documented. Yeah. <laughs> well documented. All right. But I was absolutely uh, shocked that there was such a book, but inspired and uh, and I almost relived World War II, <laughs> yeah, and the Cold War, yeah. and the closing of the you know, communists. And yeah, just, oh. well, it, it's, anyway, it's an inspirational look. So Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you too, Carol. Thanks for calling. The Pope and the President by uh, our friend Dr. Paul Kengor. Uh, this is one of the, I'm. I met Paul. Uh, Probably around 2000 or so. He was, he just, I'm not sure he was even a Catholic yet, but he was certainly on his way into the church. And he was doing uh, profiles of spirituality, spirituality of Ronald Reagan. He did a spirituality of Hillary Clinton. uh, And I got to know him. He was at Grove City College. And he's gone on to be an outstanding historian of the Cold War. Great stories. He's got a great Catholic eye. You can't uh, can't go wrong taking a look at his work. I'm going to continue on the other side of the break. I'm Al Cresta. We're opening the phone lines at one 573 7825 asking you to recommend to our listeners a book that you think would make a great Christmas gift. Uh, and even if you don't want it as a Christmas gift, just give us a good recommendation. Uh, we've had some great calls so far. We're going to continue. The number is one 573 7825 I should mention just a uh, uh, off the off the air online, uh, my friend Joe Shannon just texted me uh, a strong recommendation for John Martinoni's book, uh, Blue Collar Apologetics. Uh, again, John's a wonderful apologist. Uh, I think if you've been listening to EWTN Radio, uh, you know John. He was used to host the uh, Monday afternoon uh, open line segment, and uh, he's out doing, he's continuing to do work of apologetics. John Martinoni, Blue Collar Apologetics. All right, the number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let's go down to Vero Beach, Florida. Laurie, you're up. Hi, Laurie. Listening on nine twenty Divine Mercy Radio, I should say too. 
You're up, Lori. Hi, Al. Hi. Hi, Al. How are you? I'm great. My, my. I want to recommend two books by a sports writer, yeah. Kevin Wells. Uh-huh. Um, a book that came out a few years ago from Ignatius Press is The Priests We Need to Save the Church. Yeah. Ke- in um, fact, Kevin we, was on we the... We sh- a case of those. Yeah, and, and he was on this program uh, with that book. Uh, very, very good book, yes. Well, and you had another book. one by and Kevin? His newer book, yes. Priest and Beggar came out about a year ago, and it huh. is the best book I read last year. I don't know that um, one. Talk to me. What is it's it? It's fascinating. It's um, about a priest. It's contemporaneous who went to uh, Korea after the Korean War to take care of Korean orphans, mm-hmm. and he started orphanages on three different continents uh, in oh. his life. It's humanly impossible to do what this man did. Um, but it's a fascinating book. It would be an interesting read for uh, anyone, um, particularly even non-Christians, yeah. would be amazed at what this man accomplished in his life. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. I we will get we'll get the book. We'll give Kevin a call, and we'll do it. Uh, I'm sure it's good because I know his previous work. So it's called again, um, uh, Priest, Priest and, and Beggar. Beggar. Okay, Priest and Beggar. We'll uh, we'll look into it's it and we'll have them on. Yeah, it's Ignatius Press. Very good. So. Okay. Thank you, Al. Yeah, uh, thank you, Lori, and Merry Christmas to you there in Vero Beach. All right. Uh, the number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let's go to Greg listening uh, in Cleveland. Okay, Greg. Good to have you with me. Hi. Hi. You're up. It, the Rock um, is our local affiliate, 1260. have to mention that. Oh, good. I didn't see it on the board here, but I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. The Rock 1260. Yeah. So talk to me. What would you like to recommend? Well, I had two books. One, um, one was... Um, Called the uh, Shepherd looks at Psalm twenty three. Yeah, I <laughs> I haven't heard anybody mention that book for a long time. That is a yeah, beautiful I, book by Philip Keller. It, that's right. It is a beautiful book. Yeah. I, I, I told a friend of mine that I didn't like Psalm twenty three because when I was a kid growing up, all of the murderers uh, had a, a priest following them in the black and white movies. <laughs> Saying this, and it gave me the creeps. And he said, "Read this book." Excuse and ever me. Ever since then, I, I can only smile every time I see, I, I hear these Psalm twenty three. Yeah, if I remember right, Keller was a shepherd at one time. That's right, and that's what gives him such insight into that psalm. The Lord is my yeah. shepherd. Yeah, a very yeah, good, very good recommendation. Yeah. yeah. The other one was uh, Peter Kreft, which I'm reading right now. Is I had, it was laying around my house a long time, and I never got to it. It's a small book called The Philosophy of Jesus. Yeah. But once I got into it, it was just amazing. I just can't... Look. Well, for some reason, we lost you there, Greg. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. We lost you. You were saying, though, about the book, Philosophy of Jesus. Yes. I, I, I said I, I can't wait to go back to it every time. Okay. I just... Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, 
about Peter uh's writing. I have every book. I think I have every book he's written. I have a whole case of his stuff. Uh this one I yeah. actually I haven't read, uh but I I I have it and I will try to make time to look at it so I'm more familiar with it. He's a, he's an outstanding writer. He's an outstanding thinker. Outstanding. Yeah. It's a it's like uh it's not it says philosophy which kind of put me off, but it's like a love affair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Greg. Yeah. Sure. Good talking with Bye. you. The number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll go to South Carolina. Janice, good to have you with us. Hi, Janice. Hi there. What can we talk about? Okay, the book I'm recommending is The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics by Raphael Brown. Huh. Have you ever heard of it? No, but I'm interested. Uh, it's a compilation of the revelations of Sister Anna Catherine Emmerich, a venerable Mother Mary of Agrida, yep. of St. Bridget of Sweden, okay. and St. Elizabeth of, I think it's Shono? I don't know how you pronounce yeah. that. But anyway, those are the four mystics over yeah. Catholic mystics over the centuries. And Raphael Brown uh, took you know, those writings, That's right. and put this together in one book, and it's really unbelievably wonderful. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of people in our audience probably have heard of Mary of Agreda and uh, uh, Catherine Emmerich, but yeah. they may not know that uh, there's other, there are other uh, narratives that were received uh, in locution or private revelation that deals with the life of Jesus. I did not know they were all gathered together, though. Uh, in yeah, this, this is the book. life of Mary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is great. And it's just really, really wonderful. And it, and when you see the life of her, her life that we know from the Bible, yeah. and then you, then you read this book, it just makes so much more sense. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure I get a copy of it too because I do not have that, and okay. uh, I'd like I, I've always wanted. I, I, last year I started. Uh, I spent a good deal of time. I didn't finish it, but there's a, a book about Mary uh, Agreda, who has Mary of Agreda. She was an abbess, and there's she's very influential uh, in the mid in um, the Southwest. Believe oh. it or not, there's a lot of devotion to her in the U.S. Southwest, which is amazing. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But there's a fascinating story uh, as why that's the case. But uh, thank you. Uh, yes, good. thank you. We'll talk again. one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. In fact, Brian, you know, I was going to put that book in the pipeline. must be four or five months ago. It's uh, written by a... Um, a historian who takes uh, Mary of Agreda's uh, visionary experiences uh, with the utmost seriousness, and so it's just that it's an outstanding uh, collection of her biography, but it's also her faith that comes through this. And just write it down to make sure we get that in the pipeline, and we'll we'll at least do that book, and then I'll get a hold of this one. Uh, Life of Mary According to the Mystics. one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Uh we'll head down to uh let's see. We've got um 
Well, let's go to Cato, Texas. Oh, is that Cato, Texas, where we're going there? Yeah. Okay. Dana, good to have you with me. Hi, Alex. Dana. Yeah. Um, I wanted to recommend a new marriage enrichment tool for Catholic couples. Yeah. Go ahead. It's 365 dates to renew your Christian marriage, and it's the Catholic edition of the book, and it's all about increasing emotional intimacy by asking each other questions, and it's my favorite right now because I happen to be the author. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad, no, uh, this is, I'm familiar with, I don't know if I saw one that was 365 uh, Uh dates, but I've seen this idea before, and and I'm, I'm big on it. In fact, I used to do... I used to do a program when I was, before I returned to the Catholic Church, I did a a program for a few years, which was a lot of pastoral advice giving. Uh And uh, and one of the things I used to always emphasize is that really you ought to make time. Uh, Sally and I, uh, for at least the first 20, 25 years of our marriage, uh, always went out together on Monday night. Uh, just the two of us. We, we didn't have much money. I can remember when we tried to. We had ten bucks to spend on a meal together, <laughs> but that was that was kind of the challenge. But um, no, it's a very good idea. And why don't you give me get me a review copy, and we'll give you a call. Okay, I would love to send one to you. So yeah. do I talk with the producer off air, or just find your address online? How do I do this? Yeah, tell you what, I'm gonna. Let's see, Brian, if we can put her on hold. The lines are are busy right now. We'll try to put you on hold and come back and pick you up, Dana. If it doesn't work out, we'll make sure we connect again, though. Uh, Very good idea. Thanks. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. God bless. 1-877-573-7825. We'll go to Mobile, Alabama. And uh, Steve's there listening on Archangel Radio. You're up, Steve. Hmm. Going all okay. Now, I just want to start by saying your show is the favorite uh, of mine on all of Catholic Radio. Well, thank you much. I like to hear that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. uh, so I was thinking uh, one of two, either Father Larry Richards' Surrender yeah. or Dr. Peter Kreet's uh, Jesus Shock. Yes, both both excellent books, great recommendations. Uh, Father Larry is a dynamic communicator. Uh, I, I, uh, I uh, appreciate him. Go ahead. Tell us more. Yeah, he he's just so he's so plain spoken. We had him uh, at a mission, I think, an Advent or a Lent mission, a couple of years ago, and just the the matter of fact in which he speaks, I, I like to think that he's a perfect hybrid between Father John Ricardo and Scott Hahn. And so <laughs> he just, you know, he just he says it also plainly with such insight and and love. And then of course, Doctor Peter Kreese, uh is, is such an intellectual. I, I love anything that he writes. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Jesus Shock by uh, Peter Kraft and Surrender by Father Larry Richards. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, Al. God bless. And we'll continue. Let's go to uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, we've got Frank there listening on Sirius One. Th- F- yeah, Sirius uh, One Thirty. Hello, Frank. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I got a book. That- it's been very near and dear to me for over the last five to ten years. It's called He Leadeth Me by Father Walter Chizik. Yes. And his journey into, 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 into the Russian gulags. An innocent man um, put in prison and basically tortured for four years at Lubyanka Prison in, in, in Moscow. And then he, then he had to go into the Siberia wilderness working at gulag. And he, he, he never lost faith. It was unbelievable. It wasn't about him. It was about what he could do for serving other people around him and letting, Jesus, letting God work through him, basically. Great book. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an incredible story. 
And I thank uh, my friend uh, John Dijak, who used to be the principal at Father Gabriel Richard High School, or president, no, excuse me, he was president of Father Gabriel Richard High School, I believe. Uh, John uh, has actually done a book on Father Chiswick, uh, and we've had him on a few times over the years, uh, just you know, remind us of who Father Chiswick was. And uh, you, you've, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because he, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was better known, he was better known, I think, just prior to the Second Vatican Council. Uh, and I think there's a renewal, a, a revival of his books now. I think, it's, I think John Dijak has had a lot to do with that. But Frank, thank you. This is a, he leadeth me. Pardon? Has he, he ever been mentioned for sainthood, do you know? I don't know if the cause has been opened or not. Uh, okay. I don't remember that off the top of my head. But uh, Wow, it's, it's an incredible book. Yes, an, an incredible man. Incredible. Out of guy. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Frank, thanks. Good good, uh, good recommendation. All right. The number is one 573 7825 We're going to continue your calls. A uh, little unusual day. We're all making recommendations of books to one another for Christmas gift-giving or just because we like to read good books. 